Hey guys, what's going on? Cameron here with The Lawn Care Life in Missouri. This is LCBU number 37. Hey, I might hit 40 before um, Equip Expo. So, uh, cruising to town this morning. It is 45 degrees. It is chilly, chilly morning here in Missouri. It's uh, beautiful sunny skies. It's uh, 8.30 in the morning, so I'm getting, a la- getting out a little later, um, but I have... Uh, this is Sunday, man, Sunday. So typically can try to stay at the house and hang out with the family, but today I'm having to meet a, a uh, dealer, and that's, I don't know, it's kind of very unusual that you would meet a dealer on Sunday. Um, typically, even on the weekend, our dealer here locally uh, that sells lawnmowers, zero turns, uh, my local dealer, he's not even open on the weekend. Saturday... He's closed. Sunday closed, of course. And, uh, you know, I'm cool with that because it's nice that they work hard during the week and they take the time off on the weekend for uh, families. So, can't complain there, you know, one bit. Um, But, no, I'm, man, a lot's been going on. I think the last podcast I talked about the bin track and it blew up. Um, I ended up going and picking it up in western Kentucky at the Ventrac dealer just the other day and brought it back home and so um, what they told me was the valve seats came apart so um, the valve seats weren't seating correctly so anyways they had to put new heads in there two new heads and do a bunch of work to it to get it back up and rolling and so uh, so yeah, the VIN track was down for a little while. They got it back up and running super quick. Uh, excellent customer service and just excellent work over there in, in Crossroads at Crossroads Lawn and Garden, Western Kentucky. Um, so if you guys are looking for a VIN track dealer, go check them out, man. They are like awesome. I'm super excited that I found them and I will continue to do business with them and probably uh, just try to do as much business as I can moving forward with uh, Crossroads Lawn and Garden. Um, they, you know, yeah, they just helped me out so much. As a matter of fact, like I said, um, well, let me not jump too far ahead, but uh, I'll back up a little bit. I picked up the Ventrac and I brought it home. The next day, I had a uh, tough cut job, the one that I was on when it broke on me. I had to go back to that one, finish it up. So, went over there. I ran the tough cut for three hours, man. I was knocking down some stuff, and it was looking good. And the customer actually paid me, and I was like, man, I've got probably an hour and a half, two hours left, and I'll be out of here. And so the customer paid me. He left, and as soon as he left, man, as soon as he left, and this has happened before with the Ventrac, um, as soon as he left, it was not ten minutes later, I'm going alongside his fence. He has like a uh, just a one-strand fence around the perimeter of the property. I'm going around it, and all of a sudden the um, PTO it disengages, and so I'm thinking, all right, well, I probably got something bunched up in the uh, by the belt. It probably hopped the belt off the pulley, and I'm gonna put the belt back on. I'll be back up and running. So. I get off the tractor, shut everything down, walk around to the front. I noticed that the uh, main belt that runs the tractor, it was fine, which, uh, you know, I I didn't think 
that uh, I would have a problem there, but the belt that goes from the uh, clutch and the front of the tractor to the attachment, in this case it was the tough cut, um, that belt right there, it was, it was intact too. Nothing was wrong with that. It hadn't jumped off. And I was really thinking that was going to be the problem. So I looked over to the side of the tractor, and there's this little lever that you can pull, this little arm, and you pull it out, and it releases the tension on the, the pulley that goes from uh, the attachment to the, my gosh, there was a guy literally in, in my lane as I'm topping this hill on the way to work. Oh my gosh. Anyways, sorry guys. That, uh, wow. There's never anyone on this road. It's, we're in the backwoods. Nobody walks down this road. He was actually riding a bicycle. Coming my way in basically my lane. Anyways, got to get back on track here. So where was I even at? Oh man. Um, yeah. So, okay. Getting back to the vent track and the belt set up. So there's this arm that you can pull out and it creates tension on the belt and it releases that tension when you go to take the belt off um, the pulley so you can remove and unhook the attachments. So in this case I had the tough cut on there and that arm was good. Everything was fine there. Sometimes if you get into some uh, like some some thorns or some uh, some vines maybe you, you get too close and you get um, kind of piled up under some vines and you back out of it and when you do sometimes it's only happened like once or twice the whole time I've been running this machine but um, I've had it happen a couple times where you back out of the, all those vines and those vines will catch that arm and pull that lever and release tension on that pulley and then you know when the belts belt can't even spin because it's not on that pulley where it needs to be so I thought that's probably what happened but nope Everything was good there, so I'm like, oh, man, what do I do now? So I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, okay, fuse. Let's check the fuses. So I, I dug around. There's two fuse boxes, I think. That's all. Uh, there's one to your right, uh, right beside the seat, and then there's one to the left, right below the uh, ignition switch where you turn it on. So I looked um, by the seat first. Everything was good there, and then I looked over by the ignition switch in front of me, and turns out um, the first fuse that I pull is the PTO fuse. And I didn't know that until uh, a little later on. But anyways, that first fuse I pulled there on the left side of, uh, of the uh, tractor, it was the PTO switch. No, I should say it was the PTO, just the PTO fuse. And it was blown. And so I'm like, man, what happened? You know, did it get too hot? Did my clutch go out? Um, are there some wires not grounded correctly? I'm like, what's going on? And and so uh, I text a few guys, and they get back with me, and you know they're trying to tell me to try this, try that. And so I'm thinking, all right, uh, the easiest thing to do is just replace the fuse, and see if it happens again. Maybe the fuse just went, you know. Uh, if that was the case, I was like, no big deal. Um, it'll be uh, just throw a fuse in, and it was late, man. It was late. It was like 6.30 at night. It was starting to get dark. Um, it actually got dark on me. By the time I left out of there and I went to O'Reilly's and got some uh, fuses from O'Reilly's. And then 
I put a fuse in, started the tractor up, started fine, uh, engaged the PTO, it uh, started spinning, and then about three seconds, it was uh, it was disengaged again. And I was like, ah, oh, shoot. Pulled, turned the tractor off, pulled the fuse. Sure enough, it blew the new fuse that I just put in. So, all right, there's obviously something else going on with the vent track, right? So I'm looking around and I'm like, what is going on with this thing? And so it's getting, it's already dark. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to take it home, check it again in the morning. So the next morning, which would be yesterday, I get the vent track out. I check it out before my little girl's soccer game. I don't have a whole lot of time to spend on it, but I spend, I don't know, I spend enough time to get in there and and check out, first of all, I cleaned it all off. I took the uh, air compressor to it and blew all the dirt and dust out of there from the job that I was working on so I could see what was going on. And then I check out the wiring going from the clutch to the uh, to the, to the plug-in there. Everything looks good there. Um, a lot of guys were saying online that the wiring could get tangled up and stuff and, and pulled and frayed and and some guys were saying behind the clutch, between the clutch and the engine, um, there's a little area where the wires go down through there. And they say it gets so close to that engine, sometimes they melt. And I was like, all right, well, I'll check that out too. Well, it's really hard to check that out unless you actually pull the clutch off. So I checked it out the best I could. It didn't look like the wires had melted or anything like that. Um, at one point, I actually thought, man, they, they do look like they're kind of melted, but I cleaned them off a little bit more, and I think they're good, so I think we're fine there, and uh, let's see, what else did I check out? Oh, I checked the uh, air gap. They said check the gap in the clutch. It has to be in a certain range, and make sure that's all good and where it needs to be, so I checked that out. It was, I mean, just a little off, but like not enough to even matter, so I kind of dialed that in a little bit more. And then after I got done with all of that, um, I'm like, all right, I got to go to plan B, man. None of this is kind of panning out. I'm like, the only thing I know to do is take off the clutch, look at those wires, or it could be the clutch. So I call the uh, Ventrac dealer in Western Kentucky Crossroads that took care of the, uh, the engine work, you know, that I just had done. And I talked to them about it. I'm like, hey, I've tried this, I've tried that. Any suggestions, anything to help out? And so um, we made a few phone calls, probably five or six back and forth. He was checking with this technician. I was kind of running through a few things in the meantime. And we, I'd kind of get some feedback for him. And we'd go back and forth. And then, you know, he was, uh, he was thinking it may be in the wiring. So I think that was kind of his conclusion. And I was like, you know... Is there, uh, is there any way to touch, test this clutch to see if it's bad or not? Because I heard from several guys online, you know, if you test the clutch and check the ohms, it should be reading between like two to four ohms. But I didn't really know how to do that, man. I've never checked the ohms on anything. I've ran the voltmeter for like voltage readings and stuff like that. But as far as ohms go, I had never really messed with that, so I didn't really know a whole lot about it. Um... And the guy there at uh, Crossroads was like, "Yeah, let's check out the uh, let's check out the ohms." And I was like, "All right, sounds good. We'll check that out. See if you know maybe that's the issue. Maybe the maybe the uh, the uh, clutch is bad. You know." So 
people kind of walk me through that. Nothing to it, really, at all. Um, there's no right or wrong way to do it as far as positive and negative goes when you're checking ohms. Um, I don't really understand all that, but um, bottom line, you can put the, uh, the red to whatever connection, the black to whatever connection when you're reading ohms, and it won't interfere. There's no interference there. So I ended up checking where the clutch in front of the tractor it has a wire that goes to this plug-in, this harness that goes to the rest of the electrical system. And so I ran from that clutch to that plug-in, unplugged the plug-in, and where the plug-in goes from there to the clutch side, I checked the ohms there in the connector. I don't know if you guys have any problems with your lawnmowers, you can do the same thing with it. So if you have a zero turn, you're having problems with the PTO disengaging or popping out um, one thing you can do to test that clutch to see if it's good or not is get a multimeter and switch it over to ohms put your probes on the connector and um, you know going from the clutch not plugged in or anything like that to anything just you're checking the resistance in that plug and that clutch and so I checked it and it was not two, it was not four, and it was, uh, it went up to point, point seven, point eight, and then it dropped down to point five, and it kind of hung out at point five. So it was at point five ohms, and he was like, man, I really don't, I told him, you know, the reading that I got, man, I really don't, I really don't get that. That's really usually not, you know, something we see. It's usually between two and four, so I don't know what's going on there. And I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm not doing it right. But um, as far as as far every you know, as far as I know on how to do it, I'm testing it out. This is the reading that I'm getting. I'm getting 0.5. So he's like, all right, well, let me check with my technician and let me talk to them about it. We'll get a solution and I'll call you back. And I was like, all right, sounds good. So in the meantime, I'm like trying to do my own research. You know, I'm trying to figure this thing out. So I'm hopping on YouTube. And I'm checking out videos like testing a clutch with, or testing the ohms in a clutch. I think that's what I typed in or something like that. And I and I came across a video. And you guys may have seen this video. I don't know. But the guy was having the same problem. It was with a zero turn. Or it might have been a lawn, like a lawn garden tractor style. I can't remember which now. But he was checking the ohms in the clutch. And he was like, you know, it should be between 2 and 3.8 or something like that. And he's like, only thing you have to do is unhook the clutch from the wiring harness. And then once you do that, you put these probes on there, on the connector, go into the clutch side, and you get your reading, and it'll tell you if it's bad or not. If it's over five, I think it's what he's, don't take my word for this, but I think if I can remember right, mine wasn't over five ohms, so I wasn't really concerned about it or, or thinking about it much, but he said... If it's over 5 ohms, like 5.0 ohms, then you could have like a little bit of water damage, a little corrosion, a little rust in there, and it could be sending too much amperage to the, if I, if I understand it right, too much amperage to that uh, clutch. And so that's not good either, but it wasn't doing that. It was actually doing less. And so he, he uh, worked on the... Um, the clutch that he had there, he was testing it, and his wasn't to 
through 4 ohms. It, he actually tested that thing, and it was at 0.5. And I was like, what? That's the same thing that mine was at. And he was like, so look, in the video, he's like, so look, if it's 0.5, that means your clutch is bad. It's no good. There's this electric, electromagnetic field inside the clutch, and he was trying to explain all this, how it works, which I don't understand or didn't really uh, take time to learn from what he was saying. But he's like, if it's not working correctly, you have a problem inside that clutch and once that you have that problem it'll throw um, you won't have much resistance through that connection and it'll be like 0.5 and I was like well that's what mine is man it's at 0.5 so at this point man I'm at the conclusion that it is the clutch the clutch went out the tractor has 245 hours on it so you guys know on lawnmowers, uh, typically, man, you get a lot of hours out of a clutch. I know my old Toro mowers, I have um, I have never replaced a clutch on my Toro mowers, and I have 2,000 hours, over 2,000 hours on those mowers. Um, so, you know, it's... Um, now, I have replaced a clutch on my Ferris mower. It did go out on me under let's see under a thousand hours i think if i remember right so you never know man you never know when these things are going to go out so like i said before uh just real quick in previous podcasts and i've mentioned this on my social media platforms it doesn't matter man it does not matter if you buy brand new equipment uh, this piece of equipment is brand new 245 hours you shouldn't have any problems at all. I shouldn't have had engine problems with the Vanguard. I shouldn't have had clutch problems right now. But this is where we're at, man. It's across the board. Um, any brand that you buy, it's, uh, it's very likely, very possible that you'll have issues. So don't think you're going to go out and spend you know, $15,000 on a brand new mower and be good to go because you're not. Don't think you're going to spend you know, thirty or $40,000 on a Ventrac and be good because you may not. Uh, don't think you're going to go out and spend fifty, sixty thousand 60000 on a brand new truck and not have any issues because I've had friends. Uh, I've been in the position where, you know, went out and spent 50 something thousand on the box truck and I've had little issues here and there. Um, it's, if you buy new, it's not necessarily going to hold up any better than the old stuff, unfortunately. Now, if it's old, old, and you got three and 4,000 hours on it, and it's falling apart, that's a different story. But if you have a slightly used piece of equipment, it's probably very comparable to a new piece of equipment at a much lower cost. So just keep that in mind, just throwing that out there. But getting back to the Ventrac, getting back to the clutch, um, I think it's the clutch. I think the clutch just went out. I think it just went. So um, I don't think it's anything that the dealer did over there in Kentucky. I don't think it's anything they, um, you know, messed up with doing or whatever, you know, anything like that. I just think that the clutch just went prematurely. So that's my conclusion. I don't know if I'm right or not. I'm going to find out here shortly because this morning wrapping it all around to say this uh, this morning I'm heading to uh, about 45 miles from my hometown so the the guy over there in western Kentucky at Crossroads Lawn and Garden Ventrac dealer uh, like I said we were calling back and forth and he 
finally called me back and he said, hey, he said, here's the conclusion, man. He's like, I'm pretty sure the way you're telling me, um, yeah, it sounds like the clutch did go out, did fail. So what I'm going to do is, and he's like, would you meet me tomorrow? Meaning Sunday. And I was like, uh, Sunday? And he's like, yeah, man, will you meet me on Sunday and I can get you back up and going? And I was like, you're going to meet me somewhere? And he's like, yeah. How about we meet like, uh, he said, he said kind of halfway, but it's not halfway for him. He's driving a whole lot further. Um, but for me, I'm only driving like 45 miles. And I was like, it's about two and a half hours to his dealership. And I'm thinking, 45 miles? Yeah, I'll drive 45 miles and meet you to get this thing fixed, uh, you know, the next day. So uh, we agreed upon that. He's going to drive the rest of the way. I'm going to drive 45 miles. We're going to meet up. And that's what we're doing this morning. So I'm supposed to meet him at 10 o'clock. It's 9.15 right now. So I should be there here in the next, well, 45 minutes or so. So um, he's going to bring a clutch. He's going to try to replace that clutch. We're going to look at the wires when we get in there, um, you know, when we get in there and, and check it all out. So it's just crazy, though. I'm kind of just, I'm still, like, driving this morning, and I'm like, it's Sunday morning. Nothing's open. Everything's closed. A dealer's definitely going to be closed on Sunday. And I'm like, I'm seriously driving over here to meet this Ventrac dealer so they can get me back up and running. And I'm like, this is not even what is going on here uh so i'll keep you guys updated to see if he was a no-show but no he's he's seriously gonna meet me um and and you know halfway or a little over halfway for him and he's gonna fix my event track and i'm like this is just crazy so i'm just gonna tell you guys right now um i don't know if they do this for everybody i have no idea this is only the second time i've kind of contacted them so, um, I don't know if it's one of those things where they have a spare minute to, to, to get me back up and running. I don't, I don't even know the whole story, but I'm not going to ask questions at this point. I'm just like, you're willing to drive all the way over here to work on my Ventrac and get it back up and going. I'm like, this is unbelievable. I've never had a dealer do anything like this at all. Um, I've had some kind of crazy things happen as far as dealers going above and beyond just helping me out in which I'm very thankful for my local dealer BMW lawnmower uh, they're just awesome people and they'll go above and beyond to um, to help me out and get me back up and running when I'm you know if I have any issues with my Ferris equipment they've been super super great with that and then you know I ran into the, the St. Louis equipment dealer that sells Riot uh, he was willing to allow me to drive all the way up there to St. Louis take his right ZK, bring it all the way back down to my hometown, which is about two, two and a half hours away, and run the equipment for free, just for free, because my other equipment went down. I'm like, this is the kind of, these are the kind of dealers and people that you want to be around and that you want to support. So find a dealer like that. If you don't have one directly in your area, maybe it's not local. Uh, Maybe somebody is not necessarily in your local area. I think these dealers like this, the one that sells the Ferris and Gravely mowers here in town, I think St. Louis Equipment, and I think Crossroads Lawn and Garden in Western Kentucky, I think they're, they are the far and few between 
uh, dealers that go above and beyond to really help you out and really understand that, hey, this is uh, your livelihood. You're trying to make money with these pieces of equipment. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm kind of shocked, kind of blown away, but I'll keep you guys updated on this, let you guys know how everything turns out today, but he is willing to meet me on a Sunday to get this Ventrac back up and going so I can get out there and I can finish that job I was on. And then on top of that, I have like three jobs that are pretty big lined up for uh, this coming week. And I need to get those knocked out before the Equip Expo. Um, I've told these people that I would do it. Uh, one is a very, very, um, it's just a very, very profitable job. And it's a big job. So it's going to take a little bit to, not, to run through it. But it's going to be a very profitable job. And same thing that goes with this job I've been working on. It's it's really good money, and uh, it's not too hard to do. And then the third job that I have coming up, it's uh, you know same way. So um, this is my income. This is my this is what I'm this is what I'm banking on this time of year. I was really wanting to push the tough cut work really hard this fall and winter, as uh, the mowing has just completely stopped here in our area, and it'll probably be at least a month to a month and a half before I really get into leaf cleanup and, and make some money there. So I'm going to push it hard for a month, month and a half with this tough cut, see if I can't make a whole lot of money. But um, I have another job that potentially I may get. We'll see. I'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, the guy has 115 acres. Um, most of that is pasture. So he has, um, I think he said he had about 55 acres in pasture. The timber that he has on it, it's about 40-something acres, and then he has the kind of the lawn where he, he around the house where he mows and all that. So it's um it's a pretty big, pretty good um, size, you know, property for um, the Ventrac and the Tough Cut. He's got 55 acres, and we kind of uh, scoped out a little area. I shouldn't say little area; it's a pretty big area. It's about 10 acres behind his house. Um, that you can see from his backyard and it's basically just pasture grass it's nothing but pasture grass be a perfect place if you had horses but he's wanting that kind of smooth down and not down um, going into like the deer season so he can see the deer out there so um, I don't know we're, we're gonna start out with 10 acres and then it's gonna be quite a bit of money and then uh, we'll see how that goes see how much time it takes me uh, see how much I can make off of that uh, see how, you know, he, see what he thinks basically of the work that I've done. And if he's satisfied, I'm pretty sure he's going to pull the trigger and let me do the rest of the uh, 55 acres of pasture. So if that's the case, man, that'll keep me busy for a while. So I'm super excited for the opportunity, super excited. Even though a lot of stuff has gone wrong this season, it seems like there's a whole lot going right. You know, like I say in every podcast, video, um, I mean, God provides. It's, it's, it's one of those things where uh, we can see the good, we can see the bad, we can focus on one or the other. Which will you choose to focus on? And, you know, who will you choose to focus on? Will you choose to focus on yourself and what you're going through and the struggles and the trials and the things that kind of aren't going your way? Or will you focus on God, put Him first and say, you know what? Even though my equipment broke down, even though uh, maybe I was 
out two or three days this week and not able to make any money, I'm gonna I'm gonna bank on God providing through all of this, you know, through the struggles, through the difficulties, through the circumstances, and that's what I lean to, man. That's what I lean on. I lean on God, you know. I lean on Him to uh, come through and provide. I almost get excited when I'm going through these struggles and these hard times because I know it's building me, it's building my character, it's building, uh, you know, me as a person. It's just, it's just allowing God to mold me and shape me into uh, into what He wants me to become, and He's He's given me these these obstacles and these trials to. Uh, to really test me, you know, and see how I'm going to rely on him. Am I going to get mad and upset and throw in the towel? No way, man. I ain't doing that. I've worked too long, too hard. I've got too much invested to just give up throwing the towel when things don't go my way. So I'm, uh, I'm going to focus on him, put him first, and uh, give him all the glory through, through it all, man. So uh, a lot of people have reached out to me. They're like, man, I'm sorry you're struggling. I'm sorry you're going through this. Sorry you're going through that. And, you know, some people, they're like, they send me messages and they're like more upset than I am. They're like, man, I can't believe your machine went down again. I can't believe you're going through this. I can't believe you're going through that. And I'm like, look, man, that's just part of running a business. That's part of life. We're going to encounter struggles. We're going to encounter equipment breaking down. We're going to encounter finances being broken. We're going to encounter relationships being broken. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna count you know we're gonna encounter all these things and so when we encounter those things it's like how will you react to it you know it's all about how you react so I uh, just want to encourage you guys whatever you're going through whether it's financial maybe you have a whole lot of money right now and you don't know what to do with it maybe you're struggling to make some money right now and you don't know how you're gonna make ends meet Maybe you're going through relationships right now that are just, man, they're just not not going in the direction that you want them to go. Maybe there's some brokenness in the home, in your family, with your friends. Man, I don't know what you're going through, but I do know that God is in control and He can, uh, he can help you out of those tough times. Not necessarily help you out of those tough times, but just be there for you in those tough times. You know, a lot of times we went out of all this stuff that we're in. But God probably wants us there. Maybe he wants us to take us through that so we can see the bigger picture. So whatever you're going through right now, don't get discouraged. Don't throw in the towel. Focus on God. Put him first and figure out a way to uh, to just make it, man, to just make it happen. So I'm uh, I'm heading down the road right now, man. I'm getting excited to get this Ventrac back up and rolling. So I'll keep you guys posted, keep you guys updated. Equip Expo is coming up, man. Hope you guys are getting pumped up and prepared for that as well. Um, We'll see you guys soon, and I'll catch you in the next podcast. But my name is Cameron. I'm with The Lawn Care Life in Missouri. Hope you guys have a good day. And as always, man, hey, God provides.